That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Will the Thrill Greenwood. <laughs> I'm just shedding some tears over here. Talking about rookie drafts. <laughs> because we are going to have a deep discussion tonight about tier-based drafting and how you should feel about it. No, we're going to talk about the decisions you have to make in your rookie drafts, just to be clear about that. We're because you're going to be faced with some tough decisions and groups of players you need to choose between. And we're going to suggest who you might want to choose. And we might even have time for a mock if we're lucky. So let's jump into it. Shall we? That's why I'm so hyped up. Will because it's rookie draft season or rookie auction season. If you're fortunate enough to be in auction leagues, this is, this is what we live for. And, Honestly, we needed this more than ever before because we're all struggling right now, going through tough times. We're dealing with a global health crisis. But thank you, NFL. Thank you for doing the draft. Thank you, thank you for giving us some hope because we need hope. We need hope for the world. We need, need hope for our dynasty teams. And we've got it, Will. We've got hope with this rookie draft. It is yeah. so deep, so impressive. <laughs> it's amazing. So many tears. So, yeah, yeah, so many tears. <laughs> This draft is super scintillating sensational. Uh, my favorite part of the draft was that Goodell added the booze in for like the first pick, <laughs> which I think is great. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, you know if, Goodell- also, if you paid me $40 million a year to be the NFL commissioner, I would also add in booze for every pick. Oh man, I want and that maybe, job. Maybe I would pick outside in the snow for whatever the fans wanted. <laughs> you think Goodell, I mean, d- 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 he comes across as more likable now after that, right? I mean, not a uh, lot more likable, but a little it, more likable. Honestly, I still hate Goodell. And yeah. I do, I, the thing, though, is, I, Ryan, I think you're right. I think he does come across more likable. Yeah, because he was just a little more unbuttoned and, I don't know, he's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, he seemed to struggle, though, because, you know, after day one, it's like, okay, I'm out. But, but he, had to, he had to, you know, struggle and, and keep going through the draft. That, that might have been hard for him. But did you watch any day three coverage? I'll be honest. I was doing stuff with the family and I was following the draft, but I, I you know, I, I love to watch day one and two, but day three, I'm kind of like, eh, I follow it, but yeah, follow it on so Twitter. I, uh, I had it on the phone. I was just like checking occasion because I receded part of my front lawn. Ooh, congratulations. So everybody, uh, green thumb Greenwood is they call me now. <laughs> It's, uh, Man, you start if you do if you ever need a career change uh, and start a landscaping company. You, you got the name right there. Yeah, the thing is though, it would fail because I am horrible at lawn care uh, when it comes to trying to regrow grass. But anyway, you gotta so water it our, every uh, day. Our, like, water it. Plot, our little like, little plot. Yeah, I, I, Ryan, I'm I'm freaking watering it every day. <laughs> uh, but like our little place, we re- re- receded a little bit like late last year. Coming in this year, grass was dead. Raked it up, put it in there. But we receded like uh, I don't know, eighty square feet of lawn in like two hours. So like ten by eight is not not, not that's not a big patch. Right. We're just, not, we're just not the green thumb greenwoods. We're uh, the I am okay with brown grass and would rather hang out greenwoods. Yeah, I I don't like yard work and um, I, I don't. It's not like I have a landscape or anything, so I do it. But man, it's not my favorite thing. I do like to mow the lawn. That's kind of relaxing. Listen to podcast or something. Maybe listen to the old episode of the, the Joes. Listen to myself. Is that weird? Maybe. Um, but you know what? What is also weird is. <laughs> <laughs> tier-based drafting uh, tier-based drafting um no let's let's talk about Superflex rookie mock drafts and, and the decisions people will have to make because if you have the 101 if you're lucky to have the 101 and you decide you want to pick and not trade out of it which i would advise doing but you've heard that before who is the 101 in the Superflex draft we had the drafter party our listeners said you must take a quarterback here you must take the first two quarterbacks off the board there's so much value they retain their value which is true um, but he's not, I'm so side, angry at them on the flip side. You have some amazing running back, um, prospects, guys that could just crush dynasty leagues and, and really be a foundation of championship teams for years to come. So, well, I think I know what you're going to say here. You're going to go team running back, obviously. Right. I'm going to, uh, so a pause for anticipation <laughs> because I'm going to pivot just slightly Ryan. Uh, your scoring system matters. Half PPR versus full PPR. Darn right, it does. Points per carry. So I think if you did like a half PPR and point one 
points per carry or like 0.2 or whatever you're doing. If it's scaled a little bit, it, you could have some discussion. But let's just go standard. Let's go standard super flex. <laughs> and by standard, everyone league, plays in standard leagues. <laughs> it's funny because I meant, I meant standard, but the real new standard is super flex PPR, right? Uh, Fair enough. So let's go back to the new standard with a PPR at the end. I have pivoted, Ryan. I'm a I'm a I'm a Clyde Edwards Hilaire 101 overall, and I, I, I would even I would even give up some some capital to move from 102 to 101. Really? Yeah, I have no problem with that. But okay, but if you're you're sitting at 102, you're obviously going to look and see what the scoring of your league's like and what that first team has, right? Because are you are you going to be really are you going to be like uber aggressive or are you going to think like I don't think this guy is going to pick Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He's going to go Burrow because he needs a QB. So I'm just going to sit pat. No, I don't care. I it, and it, well, I do care. I, I guess I do care overall. But Ryan. This is your one chance, right? This is your one chance when you really believe in a 101 overall. And this is your chance to move up from 101 to 102 to 101. This is – it's not the Saquon Barkley year. It's better than last year. But we are underappreciating what happened in the NFL draft this year at this moment in time, and it's starting to come back around. So if I can move back – if I can move up from the 102 to the the 101, and I can throw in my – Let's say I because I've acquired this 102 pick through a trade because my teams are all awesome because I'm awesome. Of course. So I'll throw in my 2021 second and I'll move up. I'll move up one spot for a 2021 second, assuming that I feel like I have a team that will compete for this year. That's not a problem for me at all. Yeah. And I think that's a doable deal to get done. Well, especially if the if the guy that's at the top no, he wants Burrow and he knows you're taking Clyde Edwards Edwards Hilaire. I'd say, hey, I'm taking a running back. Yeah. Yeah. That's I not collusion. I can tell him I'm taking a running back. Of course and you can. through with it. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate the move, but I think for me, I I don't think there's a, a big enough difference between Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I think there there are things to love about both of them. I think both those guys are studs, and you end up with either one of them. I just don't think there's that big of a difference. If you want to take a running back, just sit there at the one and two and take the running back that falls to you personally. But I like the fact you. But I like the idea to get your guy. If you believe in someone that strongly then go get your guy. Also, I think that Joe Burrow, I know there's some red flags because he only put it together for one season, but he had, what, the best season a quarterback's ever had in college football? I well, mean, yeah, Joe, Burrow, yeah, Joe Burrow could be real games. special. Like well, 16 games to do it. Like, that's not fair. But I'm just saying, I'm Joe Burrow could be a special talent that you're passing on, to, to and you're banking on a running back. And, you know, the, you know, running back has a limited shelf life. So, um I, I don't know. I, I do think that for me in a super flex league, you know, it does depend on scoring and what I've got on my team, but, but the one-on-one I'm, I'm trying to trade out of it, but if so, I'm not, it's hard for me not to take Burrow. Right, right. Baker Mayfield was a statistically superior quarterback coming out, right? Yes. Kyler Murray was, but he has the Konami factor, which right. he, he just rushes more. Burrow doesn't have that. He has, he has, he, he has what you think version. though. Yeah, but I think that's going to go away in the NFL because he's going to get hit a lot harder. I think they allowed him to play too much in college in doing that, and it's fine. Uh, so let's go Jared Goff. Uh, yeah, but but Burrow has but, something those other guys don't. I mean, he's he's accurate as all get out, and he's he processes things quickly. He's a really fast decision maker. So, I mean, I, think, I, I, think, I just don't – I think his receivers were catchable as all get out. Like, they, <laughs> his adjustment no, – I'm, I'm not kidding, Ryan. Right. He had no, no, no fear to throw down to them. But the adjustments yeah. to the catches they made it, and especially just going vividness bias from their playoff run, yep. those were not dime passes. Those were passes thrown up with confidence in your receivers, and they went up and got them. So I, I do think there's going to be more of an adjustment. I, I, I do believe in Joe Burrow. I do believe in Joe Burrow, but he's coming after the upside of these running backs because I don't think that he's going to be as prolific in the NFL is what we're talking about. I don't trust it. All right, fair enough. So you're 101, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and, and like he's alone – uh, on the mountain by himself. Well, he's just my one on one. For you, I'm not doing a tier. I'm going to do picks. No, no, I'm. I'm. We're doing picks. I'm just saying he's your one on one. So okay. he is alone at the one on one. Okay, fine. In PPR, in standard, I might, I might lean uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's since we're going to walk through these guys anyway, as we're doing this, should we just do like a mock draft? You get the one on one. I'll give you your. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Okay. And at the 102, um, <laughs> I'm going to take Taylor because I don't want you to have him, despite what I said. 
Wait, I started taking Joe Burrow. So is this a six point for passing touchdown? Four point for passing touchdown? What let's say it's let's say it's six. I'm going J.K. Dobbins number three. Okay, J.K. Dobbins. So so he th- that's my my other question though in terms of looking at uh, you know because we can talk about quarterbacks versus running backs all we want and and, and we will continue that conversation, but I, I want to ask you about the next three running backs, because that for me is where it gets a little tough between um, Swift Dobbins and, and Cam Aker. Uh, but for you, is it, is it clear? And I think I told you the other day in a, in a, in a Voxer chat that Dobbins was, had become the third running back for me, but I, I kind of go back and forth with it. Well, I'm, I'm really struggling with this one. So sell me on why Dobbins is just like the guy to lock in. Um, as the third running back off the board. Yeah, and I want to start just like quickly. Like, DeAndre Swift has been compared to being the exact same as Kerryon Johnson at, at – uh, They're at, identical. At, they, at, it's a, he's a Kerryon Johnson clone, actually. He's not. He's three inches shorter, if not four. Uh, DeAndre Swift is 5'8". <laughs> Kerryon Johnson is six foot tall. They right. might be similar weights. They might have, like, a similar college production. They played completely different offenses, maybe slightly different injury histories. Their, their clonage is, is to me, unless you're just going stat-based, their actual playing as a running back is, is dynamically different. And I do think there is an option there for DeAndre Swift. If you're really believed in what you saw in film and you really believe him as a talent, that he could be the pick here. And I don't blame you for that. I want J.K. Dobbins because I think – I want that part of the Ravens offense right now. And I want the part of the Ravens offense with an aging Mark Ingram who got hurt at the end of last year coming into this year. I'm going to throw out – the variance that might happen at the beginning of this year. You still have an older running back. At worst, you made a pick where I, I don't think any of these guys are going to accrue any more value over the course of their first year if everything is delayed, right? With rookie picks, like we're all in the same boat there. Yeah. So I think I want I want Dobbins in that Lamar Jackson offense. And also the, the Ravens had a good draft when it came to the offensive line. I want that future. And J.K. Dobbins is that future of that team, in my opinion, and I think if 2021 later in the season, he could explode just like Miles Sanders did in, in t- going into 2021. He's a second round super flex startup pick potentially. I don't see that with DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Dobbins was able to do some impressive things at Ohio state. I mean, the man rushed for 2000 yards his junior year last year. Um, we know, we know he can catch the ball. I mean, I, I don't, I think his reception upside is a little bit limited there in Baltimore playing with Lamar Jackson, but I, but I do think he could do some impressive as an offense. And I, and I, yeah, for me, I think I still lean to him as my um, third running back off the board. So I, I think that's a good pick. Also, so quick, quick aside, Ryan, you want to know who had no receiving touchdowns in college? Ezekiel Elliott. Nice. That, that's. Isn't that wild? Like that's it's just, it's, it's part of college stats that you can, you can take one way or the other. And it can change in the NFL a little bit. And I do agree that your receiving upside could be down from Lamar Jackson, but it just fits. Like Mark Ingram was great last year for fantasy. Yeah. No, exactly. No, I think it's a good, it's a great, great pick. And you really can't go wrong, probably. I know that's everyone's saying that with these running backs, but I, I do feel that way. You I know, think you so- can if you go Jandre Smith over Jacob Allen. <laughs> that's why I took him with the 103. Right. We need to differentiate. Right. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, and, and I talked about this in, with you on Voxer. I don't trust the Detroit Lions as, as a franchise, and that does come into play. Like, if I'm trying to decide between who to pick, I, I don't, I just don't trust them, and and it scares me that he's there in Detroit. Whereas Baltimore, the Ravens, what a great franchise! So, yeah, I, I think it's a safe pick if nothing else, because Swift, because I could say see things going south for Swift to uh, to a certain level. Whereas, you know, Dobbins, it's hard for me to see that. Yeah. And I think that there's a little bit of a Daryl Bevel corollary potentially. Yeah. But those guys might be out in a year. They yes. Yeah, they probably Maybe will be half out. Half a year. The yeah. Lions are gonna be bad. I'm sorry. They're they're just they're just gonna be bad. Probably. But um so but getting back to our, our mock here, so we've got you took Edwards Hilaire, I took Taylor, you took Dobbins, and the one oh four, since it's a super flex, I will take Joe Burrow here off the board. Um pretty easy because I can't, I can't let him slip that far. And that was kind of my strategy. Well, I knew you wouldn't take him. I, I get, I guess I could have skipped him again. Cause I, you won't take him in the next pick, but let's not be ridiculous. So Joe Burrow, I get a quarterback that could be a difference maker. He could be a QB one in the league for a long time. I'm going to do so, some game theory though. And gone after you game theory. Yes. Game theory. Um, the most dangerous game theory. 
<laughs> I'll give you 30 minutes ride. No, no, no game theory. Let's just keep going. Um, one Oh five will for you then. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to scoop up another running back. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift. So you're getting Swift over Acres. So wh- why did you make that decision? So you, you, we just talked about the reasons maybe we want to avoid, we want to take Dobbins over Swift. Why, why yeah. not Cam Akers? I mean, Cam Akers, he does, he, you know, I guess he's got some competition in Los Angeles, but he's, he's going to a Rams team. And don't we trust that um, McVay is going to put him in a position to put up some big numbers for fantasy? All right, risk move here after I dogged on DeAndre Swift to his lane spot, not being the clone of Karrion Johnson because he's four inches shorter. But he <laughs> is more stout. He is more stout. Karrion Johnson has a pretty bad injury history now. Jared Bevel does like to ride a running back. And let's see how the season goes. They might be bad, but DeAndre Swift is the best running back in that backfield right now. I don't think it's actually that close between him and Karrion. Uh as, as far as just like overall skill set, I, I, I don't either, and and I, I don't I don't like that because there are people that are saying that okay, you know they're they're like you said they're, they're these guys are identical. Well, they're not identical, and in any so, way, shape, or form, no, it's just, just a better player. So yeah, it just if they stood no. next to each other, like shirtless, these guys would be completely different looking people. Like it's just insane to me. And I don't know why shirtless <laughs> came into that. If they were in suits, they'd also look equally different. Uh, but anyway, so I, I like Swift, and I think that he is just a better talent than Akers, and I have no problem with that. I get that Akers has – I and I'm Ryan, I'm a big Akers fan. Don't get me wrong here. I'm a big Akers fan because you're going to take two with your pick. I'm going to take Akers with seven. That's how I was going to figure <laughs> out. But uh, Jandre Swift, I, th- I think he he could be a consummate pro, and he is a guy that well, maybe won't take enough damage where he can last long in the league. So now I have a long-term asset at a high-taken running back, at a franchise that might have some turnover, but he could be a core of that franchise. And I also still love Matt Stafford and Kenny Galladay. And people can't see the finger pointing him do doing on the podcast, but there's a lot of finger pointing because <laughs> I'm emphatic about this. I think he can be a key part of this offense for four or five years, and that's what you want out of running back. So let's go. All right. Fair, fair enough. So DeAndre Swift went in his 2017 recruiting class that he was a part of. He was a five-star recruit. He was the uh, number four running back, though. Um, the number two running back in that class is the guy I'm going to take at the 106, Cam Akers. 106, right in here in our, our chat, Cam Akers to Ryan. So, no, I'm not going to take two yeah. in here. Um, it's really important to keep our two-person chat open. <laughs> uh, um, just this way for us to track it so we don't lose track. Yeah. Uh, I can't, no, Cam Akers, I think, is uh, – you know, once again, with, with these th- last three running backs that have gone off the board, I think they're all so close. And one of, one of the predictors of success in the NFL is, you know, how these guys are viewed as prospects coming into college. And, and I think Cam Akers, it's been well-documented, played behind a really bad offensive line. I, I, I do think he is a very talented running back, just like these other four running backs were taken before him. So I, I feel, feel good about the pick. Um, yeah, and you can't I, go wrong between him and Tua, frankly, here. If Cam Akers ends up being the best running back out of this class, I won't be that surprised. Yeah. How many times have, have we said that in our chat with each other? I, I think I've said that, but I had a dime every time I said that. Because I wonder when, I, when I'm, I'm like, is, could Cam Akers be the best guy here? But like his potential is through the roof. But we've also seen potential go down the, go down the toilet. Uh, it's going to depend how it integrates. If, if Sean McVay, McVay can actually change an offense without the way it went two years ago. You know, he actually has to alter things that they were into a lot of problems last year. Let's, let's give a little bit of trust in the guy, I guess. Uh, Cam Akers, I think it's just the, it, that's why to me, Ryan, I think that's the top five. Cause I think Cam Akers has the ability to rise up to a second round startup draft pick next year versus right. Joe Burrow does not. I could. I, I mean, if Joe Burrow has a great rookie year, which is possible, we've seen it. We, yeah, you know, no, the past several no, years, I we've seen rookies. Not, so, it's possible. Well, come on. <laughs> of course it's possible. But in my opinion, he does not. That's right. where I'm at right now. Like, right. I've been wrong in the past. <laughs> I'll be wrong again. But that's where I'm coming from with these picks. This is my opinion. And this is what the listeners pay for, right? Yeah, that's right. What they, what they pay for their free subscription to the fantasy you know, We're shows. actually sponsored today by RC Cola Diet. <laughs> and you they, want, they you want the generic taste of RC, but without the sugar. 
here we go. <laughs> I haven't had an RC Cola in a long time, and I want to. I want to. I want to keep, keep it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. RC Cola. We lost, I just did that sponsor down the drain. Hey, hey, RC, RC. Ryan's drinking a nice <laughs> diet. He actually went and picked up a paper cup just to drink it out of. Oh. Mm-mm, good. <laughs> All right. Let's. Well, but anyway, let's, let's move on okay. to the 107. But the, and uh, um, I'm gonna go to a easy. easy yeah. Easy. That there's no. I would think. I shouldn't say there's no way he wouldn't last to, to the 107. I guess it's Dan say. Marino. Let's go. Right. And there's really nothing to that. That well, obviously, you know, yes, the recent injury history, blah blah blah. But other than that, you know, look at his numbers in college. Just a, a winner. Miami is a team that seems like they're on the rise. Just a good good guy to bet on here at the 107. That's just lefty though. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I'm they like the last last left good handed quarterback for fantasy that's been relevant. I the last lefty? Yeah. I think they're probably there's probably a lefty in the league we're gonna I'm not gonna lefty, right? I don't I don't want to go into that right because we're gonna forget somebody obvious. All right, all right, all right. Um Steve Young. Um, no, like Michael Vick is a lefty, for example. There's somebody is somebody in the league. Patrick Mahomes when he throws left-handed, the second <laughs> fantasy quarterback of all time, left-handed. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's okay. move on. One one oh eight. It's uh, Justin Herbert time, right? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I, you I, tricked me. I think I got to take CD Lamb here. Getting getting back to our conversation we had on the on the Patreon show. I, you know. We talked about the Patreon show, Will, which subscriber or listeners here, if you're not, not a Patreon supporter, you can go to patreon.com slash fantasy joes. Looking back uh, a couple of... Cut it off. Say so you're taking CD Lamb, make him subscribe. Yeah, make him subscribe. No, I, no, I do want to say, I think it's important to say here, we, we, and this is inevitable, like these five running backs that, that went um, before CD Lamb. I mean, CD Lamb could bust, sure, but it, it's very possible that, you know, two or three of these running backs are, are going to bust out and CD lamb is going to be a, you know, first or second round startup pick here, two, three years down the road. Cause he's just that talented. He's just that good. But, but I think we're doing the right thing here. Well, taking up, taking those two quarterbacks and those five running backs before him, but I love CD lamb. And the more I yeah. think about it, I like the Dallas landing spot because I don't look at the dynasty as the, my rookies have to produce from a year one. I'm looking beyond and Amari Cooper's not going to be there forever. Uh, you know, I think they're going to sign Dak long term. He's going to be tied to Dak Prescott. So, I mean, what's not to like? He's he's just such a, uh, you know, my number one wide receiver coming into the draft and number one coming out of it. So, yeah, and I, they they even gave him the number eighty eight. Oh, oh, really? That just came out. Yeah, they gave Lamb eighty eight. So Michael Irvin's number, Des Bryant's number. They didn't give that to Amari Cooper. So. Did Cooper ask for that number? It doesn't matter. <laughs> what? So what, who would you take in here at the 108? I guess would you have taken Lamb or would you have gone with yeah, that? I think, I think I'm moving Herbert down because I just don't really I, – I just don't think he's a star. So I just don't really care. You know, like unless I'm, unless I'm complete rebuild. He's like Dwayne Haskins from last year to me. Like we were putting Haskins up a little bit. I think we were putting him higher up than what he should have been. But and Haskins was not taken in the top 10. Herbert was taking number six. I mean, he fell, but six to 15, it's fine. I, I just don't see the upside. Like he could, what's he going to be like Philip Rivers 0.75? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Herbert fan myself, but just with draft capital and he's shown flashes. I, 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 you know, he does make poor decisions. He, you've seen it. Even you don't have to be a film guy. I remember watching games because I, I feel like he, he was one of those guys you probably watched a lot because you know, if you're watching West Coast games, you're up late. You know, the the Ducks are playing, and, um, and great great jerseys. You always want to see what they're wearing. Honestly, oh my gosh, best uniforms. And, I love well, Oregon's jerseys. Yeah, either they're they're amazing or they they look horrible. But either way, it's but I love the risks all on all sides. <laughs> that's right. But he he in games he would make some questionable decisions sometimes, and you're like, oh, you know, I guess that's all college quarterbacks. But yeah, I I, I do think there's a reason he's he's slipping down the board here, and, and just I, I can't pass up Ceedee Lamb for a, a guy I don't believe in 110. percent you know, Whereas I think CD Lamb has a chance to really boom his rookie year too. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and so, like, let's say like the Tyrod Taylor Baker Mayfield, the uh, corollary sort of, where Baker Mayfield didn't come in for Tyrod until I called it on our podcast, but then Ty- Tyrod got a concussion, so I feel really bad about that. 
didn't wish ill health, but uh, that was one of the best predictions ever for that for that week. But then Baker Mayfield <laughs> boomed. You know, he rose up in value. I don't see that uh, Herbert's going to come in and have that same boom. I don't know. It, it might. It, 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 I'm, I might be missing something, and I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. But I, I, I don't know. I think. I think. So Ryan, I'm just going to pivot here to the next pick, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go Jerry Judy. Okay, 109 Jerry. And this this might be like a little bit of take lock, uh, as far as like the definition of it. But we were playing Dynasty. We're playing in a sense that uh, the that that Drew Locke isn't the best quarterback ever, and maybe this year they figure out they need to get another quarterback for next year. We've seen a huge quarterback shuffle this season, so I think based on talent and everything that we've we, who we've talked to Ryan, we've read about, we saw it in the draft in this first round pick. I still love Jerry Judy. I know that it it was technically like a detriment. Uh, according to the rest of the receivers at Alabama, for them to pass them, but I, I've been convinced now where I, I I'm comfortable with just let let me sit let me sit on this pick. We're far enough down in the draft. If this is just, if this is just a, a a pick a pick like a, I've kept this pick and and stuck to it. I haven't traded it. I haven't traded it up. I really like this pick, and I really like Jerry Judy. I think he has a chance to be Calvin Ridley plus, and I think that's easily worth it at this pick. Yeah, I have nothing to dispute here. I mean, I guess you know the the counter argument, of course, is that oh, you know the it's a it's a crowded um, you know in that that offense. He, he so he doesn't have a good quarterback. Uh, we don't think. I mean, who knows? Drew Lock could be amazing, but but we don't think he has a good quarterback necessarily. And there there's Cortland Sutton there, and there's Hamler now, and there's Fant and and Melvin Gordon, and and you know. Judy's ceiling is is capped because of being stuck there in Denver. So I think that's the the, the narrative against him. But, but honestly, that's not a really strong narrative because we're just talking about you know you're, you're basically poking holes in his landing spot. And and as we've seen before, that what looks like a bad, bad landing spot one year turns out to be a fantastic one the next year. So yeah, yeah. And I, th- and I think so, Ryan. This has been a, a change in my opinion about it too because I had Rager as my wide receiver one coming in before our rookie draft tonight and he's moved down he's moved down for me I, I don't think he's the wide receiver one over these two guys uh and I think we're we're stating some good points like good points about it which it, it feels kind of chalky minus the mix-up between running backs quarterbacks and wide receivers now uh as far as like pre-draft process but we you need to, we need to get our bearings around us and not just fall into who put who picked what player where in the first round initially and let's 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 combine film and analytic evaluations, and then let's make smart picks. I I agree. I, I still like Rager though, and I'm gonna pull the trigger at the 110 and, and take him off the board. Uh, but I I, I do from th- one to three. That's important, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean for me, although I kind of flirted with it during the draft, and and I think I got excited on on night one where I was. I think all of us were, you know, me, you, Trey. I'm not sure where Trey is now, but I think we were all kind of like, oh, Rager is the wide receiver one for all of us. But I, but the more I get away with it too, I, from from the draft, I, I, I just I, I can't turn my, um, my back on on Lamb and Judy and, uh, frankly, you know like they all have first round draft capital, you know, I, I mean, it's not like Rager was taken in the first round and, and lamb and Judy slipped to the second round or anything like that. There's really no, no compelling reason to elevate Rager over those guys. Uh, I mean, it, it, people like the situation in Philadelphia, but uh, Deshaun Jackson is still there. I, I mean, I, I know he missed most of last year with injury, but I think he's still going to play. Alshon is still there. Yeah. Alshon's going to miss some time, but it's not like he steps into this wide open situation in Philadelphia either. So uh, so yeah, I, I think yeah. that that's one of the big selling points I hear about Rager. Like, people I do, have, I do think Alshon and Djax, if they're healthy, though, coming in help him because he can be that slack guy. Yeah. As, Kane, as Kane said, he said he never matched up against press cap coverage well in college. Which in the Big Twelve, what he matched up against press coverage like what like four times, <laughs> and if you fail all four times, it's zero percent. You know, like, and yeah. I, and I get where that comes from. And Peter Howard, they had that discussion. So I do like the pick here. I do like Rager as that that wide receiver three, and. I could maybe I could maybe mix up him and Judy, maybe, but I just re- I don't know I- I'm struggling because I think CD to me is like he went to a great situation on a great offense, and we we 
underappreciated that night one, and we need to reappreciate that now. Judy and Beyond is tough, but I also like this pick before we're, you know, we're talking about the next quarterback. Is that where you're going to go with the 111? Yeah, I'm going Justin Herbert, 111. All right, man, that's, that's nice. I think this shows you too, and we're not telling listeners anything that didn't already know, but th- this, this goes to show you just the, you know, in a super flex league at the end of the first, you're, you're going to get, you're going to be happy. I, I mean, how can you not be happy with, with whoever you pick here? I mean, there's, these, there's a lot of guys on the board you could take. Oh, Ryan, these takes started off as super contrarian, but they're becoming commonplace. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What, what, what's, what, what take is that? That we're fading quarterbacks at the beginning, right? At least a couple picks. Oh yeah. A couple picks back. At first, that started off, and even the draft, the draft night or the draft party night too, we got ridiculed for that, uh, which is fine because we it's all fate. we're all in fun. It's been ridiculed. It wasn't like uh, heart pounding ridicule. It's it all in it all in fun. But for for what it is for the Joes, we've been okay at this. When we talked about Daniel Jones and bumping up the board because he was going too low because he was one of the top quarterbacks, you you need to pay attention to everything. It shouldn't be this way or that way. It shouldn't be you take the quarter first quarterbacks drafted and then log out. It shouldn't be you take running backs all the time and log out. You need to be nuanced in your choices, and you need to make your own opinions. And we'll, we'll provide ours. Hopefully they provide some uh, – they shed some light into another opinion that has become – honestly, it's become more popular now. We're almost chalky now with taking running backs. But we started off that conversation be, trying to be about that and trying to show – just, just another light on it because Burrow was going to be the one one He was the one one what, from like January until whatever, oh, yeah. whatever early rookie drafts. But yeah. let, let's keep it open mind, everybody. Things change. And we try to keep be open mind Joes, but then we go closed minded and we go back CD Lamb, Jerry Judy. <laughs> no, we're not being closed minded. I, I think. No, no, no. I, 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 that's, it's, it's sarcastic. It's sarcastic. Uh, yeah. You know, but it's a, uh, let's not forget though, what we Some thought of... about those players before just because they're landing spots. Yeah. Sometimes I can't tell with you, Will Greenwood. <laughs> I'm very so, passionate. I think I think we're all passionate here on, on the fancy Joe. So 112. I, I gotta think about this. Uh, actually, I don't think I. I'm just like looking at who's available, and I think I'm gonna go with my guy Justin Jefferson here. Um, I, I I love Justin Jefferson. He probably is not, not, you know, not, that wasn't my one, number one wide receiver going into the draft, but a guy that I thought to myself, man, I, I'm going to snatch him up a lot. I'm going to get him a lot late in the first round of a lot of my drafts. And I'm just really happy to have him here. Um, I, I do think that he's a nice addition to that Vikings offense. And I, I'm, I'm happy getting him here at the end of the, the first round. So um, 112, Justin Jefferson. You know, Ryan, you know, Ryan, I want Justin Jefferson to be the next big thing. I struggle with it because <laughs> with the Vikings, you know, Come on. no, I want him to be like, I really, I hope Justin Jefferson booms so hard. Yeah. Well, I think we all do. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, you, you got to like guys that kind of, kind of, not I would say come, came from nowhere, but you know, he's not a, um, he, he wasn't like, if you look at your Debbie leagues and, and you know, you're, you're getting into your rookie drafts where there, there are no Debbie's included. He's probably there for you. He, he pr- like all those LSU guys, they pretty much weren't on Debbie rosters for the most part, unless you had like a really deep Debbie roster. So he's, he's sitting there for a lot of people. Um, anyway. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. I don't know I if really, we need to- Yeah. But I, I really want him to be special uh, on the Vikings. I, I, I'm fantasy wanting and NFL wanting for him to be <laughs> just amazing. But he has he has put up the requisites, right? And I do think that he gets undercredited for what he did for that LSU offense. Uh, you know, Burrow oh, was yeah. accurate and he took risks, and it was really great. But when you when you have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson just snatching everything, just just everything, and then Thaddeus Moss even had a good season. Who we went undrafted, which is shocking to me because Randy Moss should have been in. If it was a live draft, Randy Moss had been up there on the floor. Like getting the crowd to play, that he'd have been a third rounder. But anyway, uh, so I like the Jeff- Justin Jefferson pick. So I am going to, Ryan. I really, I really want to go running back here. You do it, do it. I know, I know you're going to go with. No, I'm going Henry Ruggs. You're going Ruggs, okay? Yes. Nice. I think Ruggs first wide receiver off the board, which I get. It's a risk. This is the John Ross potential pitfall. But I think Ruggs profiles. Physically, it's a much 
better NFL prospect than John Ross does. He has 10 inch hands, which is like, I have, I think I have like three and a half inch hands. I don't know. It's like, so it's like four times bigger than mine. It's, no, I'm kidding. I measure, I, me, I measured, I have like set, like seven and a half inch hands. So but we are the same. TMI, man. We don't need to know. No, but we're the, we're the same height. So I think about like us being the same height and having yeah. like three inch longer hands. It's weird. Uh, so you might have longer arms than him though. He's got short arms. That's okay. He'll get it. He's fast enough to catch anything. <laughs> He's, no, not, he's, he's not going 50-50 balls here. Uh, so yep. I'm, I want to take Ruggs because he's fallen this far, Ryan, and I believe in his upside, and it pains me a little bit to take the wide receiver or the running back position because you know who I want. But I, I, I'm willing to gamble that Ruggs has much higher upside than we're giving him credit for in the NFL. Yeah, I, 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 I like to pick here a lot. And you got to take him here. And there's still another first-round wide receiver on the board, of course, because this draft class is so ridiculously deep. But I'm with you. You're, you're taking a chance on rugs. But let, the, the knock on him, analytics guys tend to hate him because he didn't put up the monster numbers that some other guys did. But once again, he went to Alabama, man. He went to one of the premier, if not the premier, college football programs in the country. He was surrounded by talent. If you watch those Alabama games, for the most part, unless they were playing like LSU or something, they basically had the starters out at halftime that pulled them. You know, so he didn't have a chance to really – yeah, yeah, you could, you, it wouldn't initially impact his market share but uh, numbers. But, you know, he didn't put up some – as gaudy statistics as some other guys because of, of that situation. So I, I like Ruggs a lot. I like Ruggs a lot here. And, and I, I don't necessarily trust the Raiders as an organization, but they spent a lot. They're going to they're gonna use him. Josh Jacobs worked out. Yeah, that's true. Josh Jacobs worked out. So I, I, I like Ruggs a lot. And, and I, I think that um, – I mean, after all these other guys that have gone off the board. But here, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Tyra Williams was doing great last year before he got hurt. Yeah. And, and just to get him at the two – just think just think if you are, are – uh, you know, you you, lo- you lost your league or you took an orphan and your orphan sucked and you've got the 101 and the 201 and you could walk out of this thing. You start off with Edwards Hilaire and then get rugs at the top of the second round. I mean, that's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I'm a nice way to – I think it's my team, though. I might, like, take high upside running back. I don't know. I don't know. I really like rugs. I'm sorry. I'll take that back, Ryan. So – I think this is where it gets a little bit challenging at the 202 because there is a there is a running back that we both really like um, that that as much as Will and I Trey like Vaughan. him Vaughan. Trey Barrett loves him. Um, Keyshawn Vonda is a consideration here. Trey Barrett that he loves that running back more than we do. Well, uh, it seems like he does Mystery. all of a sudden. Um, uh, anyway, AJ Dillon, we're referring to. Um, Oh man, I, I guess I do have to take AJ Dillon. <laughs> Mainly, and this this is a little bit game theory because I know he's a consideration for you as well. Um, but Ooh, but Dylan, okay. Just just long story short, yeah, he's not going to catch the ball a lot, and there are certainly some flaws in his game. But you know, take take that athletic profile he produced in college second round draft capital in green bay i i, I just think he's a good pick here I, I mean maybe it's dumb to pass on some wide receivers maybe it's dumb to pass on iuku is that first round draft capital attached to him a lot of second round guys that, that i'm intrigued with uh, but but i i and this is probably higher than than you might have to take him unless you're in a draft with the joes but i i don't know i like dylan i want to you know but Oh, scoop and score. Scoop and score at the 14th pick, Ryan. Let's take him where, where he's, he, he should be taken. And so he's been taken in the other rookie drafts that have been in, including that two, two tight end. I mean, he went at 15th because uh, guys like Michael Pittman Jr. went above him. Uh, so think, one QB or two big QB league? So it's a two tight end. Super, it's a super flex league. Super flex league. So like, 15. Uh, yeah, so he went, yeah, he went 115 because Keyshawn Vaughn went in front of him. Uh, yeah, and Michael Pittman. So that's about where we are. So because it's fourteen. So okay. Be, yeah, it's technically sixteen picks. Sorry for the bad math. Uh, since it's the fourteenth, but uh, I think AJ Dillon's the right pick here, and I think AJ Dillon is the right pick over Keyshawn Vaughn for the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do think I would take AJ Dillon, 
he doesn't test out that. So it's usually what kills me is he doesn't test out very well in like the miss, the missed tackle, the yards created metric and things like that. But I, I don't really care. I'm going to bank on the, the athleticism, the draft capital going to the 13 and three Packers. I get that they lost Brian Balaga because he went to the chargers and that, and that, that hurts. But Brian Balaga, even though God bless, he's from Iowa, has had a ton of injury history. Yeah, it was necessarily the rival offensive lineman, and I think they let him go because they had something in replacement. Because in general, that 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 GM minus this year's draft, I, I feel like we could have trusted those GMs a little bit before. But anyway, so I, Ryan, mad at you for the AJ Dillon pick because I love it. Two hundred three, I'm going Keyshawn Vaughn. I like it, and I thought about taking him there as well. And that, that's, the, that's the two differentiators. If I could get both of them, I feel like that's a huge win later on in the draft where both these guys could be two of the t- top-scoring rookie running backs in 2020. If the year's weird, 2021, if they're both there, they could be top 12. And I want to say with Keyshawn Vaughn, and you can say this about Dylan too, any, any running back, frankly, I don't necessarily think that Keyshawn Vaughn five years down the road is going to be this guy that we're going to like love in dynasty. But I do think this year, and I know you got to be careful about landing spot, but we're not talking about spending the one Oh five on Keyshawn Vaughn. We're talking about the two Oh three on Keyshawn Vaughn. I think it's definitely worth it. And I think where he is good is, is where, you know, Tampa Bay is going to utilize him. I mean, we, 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 you know, it's been said ad nauseum. He's good at pass pro. We know that Tom Brady's going to like that. Um, you know, he's going to be, uh, you know, at the very least their third down back and there's going to be some, uh, scoring potential there for, for Keyshawn Vaughn. So, I mean, it, it, he could totally tank. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah. Vaughn he could, could but, totally tank. But, 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 but the, if, he, if he rises up into a starter and that offense, big win. Yeah. One of the biggest knocks, you know, the analyst guys talk about his age, but remember he's a transfer guy. I mean, I think, I think you got to take that into account because when you look at the, you know, the, the player comps, I don't, I, there's not an asterisk next to all these guys that say they were transfers. Um, so, you know, he sat out, I believe for a year when he, when he went from Illinois to, to Vanderbilt, I think he was out of football for a year. So when I heard about it too, so he, his sophomore year at Illinois, I think he broke his ankle, sat out for the year for injury and set out another year for transferring. Yeah. So gall, darn it. Gall, darn it. The NCAA. <laughs> <laughs> Dad gummit. All right. I guess I'm at the two. So yeah. But anyway, I, I, yeah, I think both those running back picks are are easily over the next set of wide receivers. Yeah, I, I mean for us anyway. I mean we're we're team running back here on the fantasy Joes. I'd be tough. I, I I might struggle with tender rugs with those two too. When when but on the clock, Ryan, we talked about it. I'm, I'm willing to take rugs. So here we go. And now we've got a bunch of. I, I mean, I don't I don't think there's any running backs worth discussing. I don't think there's any quarterbacks worth discussing at this point. I I, I do feel good. We'll talk about Jordan Love later, but I felt a little bit redeemed because I was listening to the. Uh, Superflex Super Show and uh, James the Brain and their mock and, and Peter Howard was on the show with them took uh, took Jordan Love I think like right in this range if memory serves and he he took crap for it and I thought hey at least I took Jordan Love later in our drafter party mock draft so the drafter party mock draft though we were all super it was like one a.m. Central Time <laughs> and Peter Howard was sitting there rolling cigarettes in the background God, I mean I I love I actually love him Peter Howard all the time because he just is one of the best. He gives the best free fantasy advice when it comes to analytics, I think, on Twitter. And he's just fun to have around. But he's one of the best characters to be in, like, a, a Zoom video conference with that I've ever met. Yeah, and you can see – yeah, shout out. You can see that on YouTube if you want to go back and watch the draft. Yeah, see what we're talking so about. Fun. Yeah, he is so fun and doesn't hold back. And you're right. I mean, talk about free stuff that he offers. Uh, you know, I mean, you go to his, his – um, you know, his, his Twitter profile, you'll, you'll see a lot. He just puts out free content. It's great. It's awesome. So, okay. 204. I'm looking at this. I, I don't see any quarterbacks or running backs are taken here. So I got to go back wide receivers and I'm going to go with the Brandon Ayuk here. I just, I just ah. go with the guy with the, with the first round draft capital that's left. If I could spell his name correctly, I think I got it. I'm not super excited about it, but at the same time at the 204, I'm getting a first round wide receiver. And he's going to the San Francisco 49ers, a franchise I trust. So The yeah. Super Bowl runner-ups? Yeah, Super Bowl runner-ups. And, and then lost Emmanuel Sanders. And they traded up, right, to get Ayuk. I'm pretty sure they did. They traded up into that pick. I think that's right. Oh, so they did. I'm 100% yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, All right, thank you. Up right into that pick. I, I'm you. actually 
am pretty like 100% sure they traded up to grab Ayuk there. Uh, Ayuk had been mocked like the Packers, made the Packers panic and take a quarterback. Really threw that franchise into a whirlpool. But anyway, I like the pick of Ayuk. But he's – I worry, Ryan. I worry, Ryan, because he's not, he's not the alpha dog. He's not the alpha dog that I want as a wide receiver. Like, Ruggs is an alpha dog to me. Judy's an alpha dog. CeeDee Lamb's an alpha dog. Like, Rager is like that uh, small – he's that Steve Smith kind of alpha dog. But I don't know. I don't see uh, – <laughs> I don't see Ayuk as that. So you wouldn't have taken Ayuk there at the 204. Who would you have taken? Because you're, you're, you're I think you're I would have gone Higgins before Ayuk. All right. And I'm going to take Higgins here. T. Higgins. I, I, I don't – I like the pick. He was certainly consideration for me. Taken at the top of the second round. Went to Cincinnati, attached to Joe Burrow. But, you know, what's not to like? He's a, he's a proven winner in college. So, um, yeah, I, I like T. Higgins here. games for Clemson because he was out at the, in that Ohio State game that was super close that they almost lost. Uh but uh, I, I, that's, he's that, that alpha dog kind of wide receiver. All right, so T. Higgins off the board here at the the two o five, I think with or excuse me the two yeah the two o five. So I'm at the two o six, and I'm gonna take a guy that you hate. I'm gonna take. Actually, no, I should just wait. Well, no, I'm gonna take him because that's what I would do. I'm not gonna play the game theory thing or whatever. Um, I'll take Denzel Mims here. Yeah, so so Mims oh, yeah, is my pick. yeah. You hate Mims. I I like Mims. There's two Rashad Perriman's on that team. Yeah, I know. So you know he's <laughs> he's he should be the wide receiver one there. Attached to Sam Darnold. Yes, I I don't trust the head coach or offensive coordinator, but hopefully they'll be out after this year and they'll get a coaching staff that'll know how to use Mims. So um, I mean it's close for me though. There are a lot of guys yeah. I like here, but I'm going to Denzel Mims. I I, I like the profile. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's wrong. I think he's at a place where he'll have tar- he, target opportunity there. It could be massive. So I, I know I, I do compare Denzel Mims a little bit to Bershard Perriman. It doesn't really matter, though, because he's coming into a great opportunity. But it, that team is just super scary. So upside is great. Downside is terrible. <laughs> right? Do you not agree? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I do agree. The middle of the second round, Denzel Mims. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially up, let's a go. lot of a lot of like pre-draft process. Denzel Mims was sneaking in that like top five wide receiver. Yeah. Like he was displacing guys like Rager and Rugs and things like that. I mean, I, I don't think that that's a horrible argument against like for or against those guys. Uh, so anyway. So, so you taking the two hundred seven? Then who would you have taken? Because you wouldn't have taken Mims. I know that we were Will and I. We co-own a team. In this range, we were t- we were trying to decide between players, um, and we did not pick yes. Mims. It's important that it's a contract league too that we well, are suffering, true. we are suffering in. <laughs> hey, we've got some studs on our team. We we don't have enough studs, but we've got yeah, we some have massive studs. studs but we also need to like we can't go for like average players at this point. <laughs> so we ended up taking Lavisca Chenault, which I'll take here. All right, I like Lavisca Chenault here. Um, Injury history is terrifying. It is. It's terrifying, but I, I do think that he's in a good, you know, the landing spot is good. I think in Jacksonville, I mean, not that they're this high powered offensive team with, uh, with Gardner Minshew or anything, but I, I think they're going to use him and, and, you know, he's, he's, he's super talented. He's, he's an explosive hmm. guy and it just, he can stay healthy. Right, right, right. Their defense has gotten objectively worse. They lost all parts of Rambo with Ramsey and AJ Bouye. They're both yeah. gone. Yeah, they're losing. Uh, what's his face from the defensive line? They didn't really. I mean, they kind of replaced him with a rookie, but their defense will be worse. Uh, so hopefully, in in like like game theory, they'll have to pass more and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The the choice here, though. So I think they'll be a heavier passing team coming in this year. So and I don't think Shark and Chanel overlap. Chanel's a stout man. He's a he's a little bit shorter. He's a lot bigger. And he's not as fast. Granted, combine stuff or like that, a little bit of hurt. But a healthy Chenault and DJ Chark combo is – I mean, what? They could be they could be two top 24 wide receivers on that team easily. Could be, yeah. When it comes to BPR points. Yeah, no, I, I, I think this is where, where Chenault should go, will go, some, somewhere, you know, mid, mid-second round. Makes sense. I want, I want to talk briefly, too, about who he skipped over because in our conversation, Ryan, we were talking about Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman went – 
What was well, it 204? Well, this is a good segue because guess who I'm taking here at the 208? Michael Pittman was my guy. So, yeah. And I actually think you could move Like, if you took Pittman earlier, I wouldn't fault you for it. No, I think you can argue Pittman could be taken as high as the, uh, you know, early second round, the 202. I mean, I think you could make that argument over. Yeah. If you want to move those running backs back and take Pittman there. Yeah. I'm not saying I would do it, but I think you can make a strong argument to do that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. And again, like not not a faulting thing, but this is a, a good like ranking statement for us, Ryan. Any disagreement so far in the draft of where I've taken a player where you would move him down? Um, it, it well, y- yes. I mean, I mean, we talked about at the top of the draft where I, I probably would still go Joe Burrow um, because if I think if I have a one on one in Superflex and I, I just don't want Burrow or don't need him on my team, I, I, I think I can trade out of that pick so um, and, and get some value there. No, just straight rankings. Let's go rankings. No, I, no, I'm, go- I'm, go- I'm going through and looking at going back at the draft, and, and unfortunately we're, we're in lockstep a lot of the time here. <laughs> so, well, this, so, is good. this is good, though. Well, it is good, but I think people like a little back and forth on, on their, their dynasty podcast, though. We, we probably don't have enough back and forth. We don't have anyone rip like we we need some people ripping our picks. Um, All right, I'll get after you. Let's do let's do like five more picks. <laughs> and yours gonna be right. horrible. Michael Pittman, he's too tall, he's too slow, he didn't produce enough at an early age. He landed on the Colts, which you know they have Philip Rivers now. He doesn't really like the tall guys anyway. You know, Ke- like Keenan Allen's a what like six <laughs> foot six foot one. Uh, they already have T.Y. Hilton. Uh, they they had another second round receiver last year. Are you just stalling because you don't need to pick up the two hundred nine? Oh, no. That's to- I mean, I- <laughs> hold on. Gotta click over. All right, so uh, Michael Pittman. Uh, so you, you made a good argument to, to leave him where we took him, to, to take Dylan and Vaughn above him, Brendan Ayuk, T. Higgins, Mims, Chenault. So I, I like that argument. I do think, though, with Pittman, you probably have a pretty good floor guy if nothing else going into 2020 if that's very valuable for you you know I, I think of of all the you know the wide receivers you know he's i feel pretty confident that he'll he's probably a guy you could at least put in your flex okay the, the season. all right first here we go. Reach here. 209 i want brian edwards all right I, you know damn the nice pick uh, because i i've been thinking about him and he has been kind of creeping up my boards, uh, but I, I don't think I'm going to get him a lot of places because I think people will probably take him before I will. Because if I, if I look at, because he's a third round wide receiver, right? Yeah. And, and third round receivers don't have a great track record uh, yeah. producing the NFL. So that makes me nervous. Are there third round guys that have produced? Yeah, we can find a few of them, but they're, they're outliers. Um, you, you, are you buying the argument? He's the perfect fit for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not buying the argument. He's perfect fit for anything he didn't <laughs> test uh he has a crazy early breakout age great for him analytically he is one of the most solid wide receivers coming out of the draft before draft capital factored in and i'm just willing to take the risk here like what what else am i banking on i i don't know enough about how these guys are going to play out where i feel like brian edwards is a guy that has upside that is to be the best wide receiver in this class yeah, I, I, I suppose. I, I don't it's know. A I huge mean, state, a huge state. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he has the upside to be amazing. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, he's good. And I think here it's, it's worth it because I think when you get into like the late second, early third, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you really like a guy, this is probably the place to take them because this, this is where if you look historically on, on hits and your rookie drafts, you're, you don't have a ton of them. I mean, you probably have some examples, but yeah, no, I, I like the pick. I, I think it's, it's good. I was only thinking about taking him maybe towards the end of the second round, but you definitely beat me to it. We so. are towards the end of the second round. But, uh, okay, so okay fine. In, though, Brandon Ayuk went one pick after Brian Edwards. I would take Brandon Ayuk over Brian Edwards. Oh, easy, yeah. Easy 360 slam dunk. That's not a problem. Like, That's wild. I, I mean, context. you got yeah, to keep things in context. So I probably will go with a, a second round – wide receiver here are there any i mean you know i'm i i always like to go running backs but you know there's evans left on the board i i, I don't know i'm starting to get higher on zach moss but i don't know i, I mean 
I'm trying to trying to figure this out. So there's so Hamler's still on the board, Claypool's still on the board, Van Jefferson's still on the board. You know what? I'm gonna do it, Will. I'm gonna go Zach Moss. Which Ooh. made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But I, I think here the other wide receivers, uh, you know, even if they're maybe better bets, the second round wide receivers, I, I just you know, Van Jefferson, I know he's a um, you know, great route runner. I, I don't know. I just think Do it was, you know he's a great runner though? Like I, I just don't I, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've, I've been, I've been told he, he was, I didn't watch a lot, of, a lot of Florida Gators games, but um, was his dad, a, was it, is it Sean Jefferson's dad? Wide receiver? I thought the second, the second, the other wide receiver on Florida was much better than him. Uh, it's like, it's like Swain. I think is his name. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, he went like seventh round. So Hamler is just, is this kind of small for me? Um, uh, Claypool going to Pittsburgh is kind of interesting, but, no, I, I just think I'll, I'll take a running back here. You know, I, I mean, why mess with – we talk about this wide receivers. They're, they're dicey. Uh, Zach Moss, I feel, is gonna, he's going to get some play. And in terms of value, he's a guy that could, you know, score, get, rush for some yards, score some touchdowns. He could raise in value. Then I could – maybe I could flip him for like an early second, late first in 2021. So, I'll take Zach Moss. Or, yeah, or, or just make like a, a lesser deal to grab uh, – Oh, dang it, Ryan. Other running back on the Bills right Single, now. Singletary? Yeah, Singletary. And just have a little stack backfield. You think, though, that Singletary owners, like, uh, you know. They I, have I to only, be down. They'd be so down. Yeah, but I have Singletary in in one league. And, uh, like, a guy like him, like, number one, I didn't expect, you know, I, 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 I kind of figured going to the offseason. It's like you could have gotten a lot for Singletary. I kind of they were going to add someone to the backfield no matter what. Zach Moss doesn't scare me as a Singletary owner. So, it's not like I'm comp- – what can you get what, – what can – let's say I want to use Singletary to get me into a rookie draft. Where do you think – what pick do you think I can get? 205. This? So you think, I, you think I could get the 205 for Singletary? I, don't, I forgot the 205. I'm, I'm going to take – I got like T. Higgins or Denzel Mims over Singletary, personally. Well, we're, we've dropped so far because he was like a late first-round pick a little bit ago, right? Who's that? Singletary, Singletary. After, bo- after booming a little bit, like you think you could have got a late first for? I, mean, I, I guess think, it's possible. I think, I, I think I'd been willing to give a late first, like later on in last season for Singletary. He was looking extreme, like he was producing great fantasy points. Yeah, he was, and and, and yeah, no, I mean, yeah. and I think people do. I think people like him. I, I mean, I like him as a player. I do um, too, and I, I I think that that's the that, that's the point I want to make, Ryan. Though, is that like if you can buy now Singletary cheap while having Zach Moss. So now you have a little bit of like injury insulation for cheap. That's the point is that it's cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. With upside. That's with a good point. Upside. That's a good point. The, the thing though with the running backs in, in Buffalo uh, where your upside is limited is, is Josh Allen because he's going to rush for so many touchdowns and, t- and take those goal line looks away. That's the thing that sucks about the – Maybe back. unless he gets another concussion or something. Like the Bills are nervous. Be more careful about that. Yeah. If they really see him as a long-term solution – if they keep rushing up the goal line, they did this the way they did this past year. Sell Josh Allen. All right. Okay. So uh, the two eleven. Um, who you got, Will? Your last pick because we're not going to do three rounds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. <sighs> I don't want. I, I think this is a bad wide receiver pick by the by the Steelers. So I'm not going to go chase Claypool. Uh, I I think I'm going to go. Oh, honestly, Ryan, Ryan, I'm going to reach since this is my last pick. <laughs> Do it. Reach. I'm going to go Joshua Kelly. Ah, Joshua Kelly. Okay. Running back for the Chargers because I don't, – don't get me wrong. Uh, I love Austin Eckler, but I think Joshua Kelly has the ability there to be still a top, you know, 20-ish running back in that offense. Yeah, I, I I like the pick. I, I mean, I I still like Jackson there, Justin Jackson. It's you know, EY the, for its worth. Oh, EY. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was I was, I was spilling the chat, listeners. So I I do I do like Justin Jackson there. I mean, they where, where was Kelly taken in the draft? Do you know, if it's up fourth here? round, fourth round. Okay, so so d- it was between him and and Anthony McFarland for the Steelers because you knew I was a big Anthony McFarland fan pre-draft. Yeah, but I also can't quit James Conner for this year. So rise in value from this year to next year, I'm gambling right now on Joshua Kelly. That might change in the next couple of months, but that's where I'm at right now. 
you know, I'm glad you mentioned McFarland because he kind of had slipped my mind and definitely a guy I'm considering here at the 212. And one of the the knocks on McFarland was what I read going into the draft was, was kind of character issues. But Matt Williamson, oh, yeah. uh, Dynasty Blueprints, said something okay. very interesting. He said that, you know, he, he covers the Pittsburgh Steelers and he says the Steelers would not have taken, you know, they, they, they've done their research on this guy. Um, I don't think he's going to cause them any problems. So wait, right. Are you giving, you're not going to give the direct correlation. Mike Tomlinson's kid is at Maryland. Oh, is that right? Yeah. There's a whole more deeper connection between Maryland and Pittsburgh. That's why I made it hard. Oh, I didn't really, I didn't realize that. Well, well I, now I, I feel good about solidifying this pick. Cause I, cause I do think him, cause he's, he's very good. He had the high angle sprain his senior year. Yeah. I mean, we all know about that game where he just shredded Ohio state a couple of years ago. So it's so fun. Yeah. So I, I, I've liked him for a couple of years now. I've got him on some Ty w Johnson teams. was in that too, though. That shredding game, but okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'll stop Ryan. I'm interrupting. No, no, it's fine. So Anthony McFarland with the two twelve. So are we leaving some juicy wide receivers on, on the board? Uh, perhaps. No. I mean, Claypool. No, I mean, no. Claypool is kind of interesting <laughs> with Pittsburgh. Don't you think a little bit? Uh, Hamler is fast. I mean, he's kind of fun. Van, Van Jefferson, great route runner. <laughs> <laughs> extremely he can he can run like city blocks with a blindfold on i tr- i trust you know uh, paul pertichese's you know a friend of the show is, is one of the guys that, that talked about jefferson as being a great right uh, I, I trust paul I, th- I think matt wellman did too so he's just so small he's not he's just different but right i think the anthony mcfarland pick is great there's a lot of ties there and i think matt williamson what what uh, uh, so like an analyst that matt williamson like the reason you listen to him it's, it's not for analytics. It's not for anything, but he knows the NFL pretty well. And you wait for these kind of tidbits, right? It's this kind of tidbit that I think matters. And I really like that. And, and we both listened to it, you know, and we're sharing this now on our podcast so we can take complete credit for it. You heard this from the fantasy Joes via Matt Williamson. <laughs> but you, you only need to listen to this one because we're relaying it. Uh, that Anthony McFarland has a potential there like the, the pipeline into that they took him at a place where they probably didn't need to they probably could have waited another round but because they didn't want to risk it and that's important yeah that's that's probably a good good place to close the show well it, it is officially the two-minute warning on the fancy joes final thoughts should, should we read through this draft i'll, I can, I'll, I'll definitely save the chat oh. in the show notes can i get one before you read through it can i get one quick one yeah go ahead uh, at, at, at peter howard uh, I took KJ Hamler at the 37th pick in a rookie draft. He's going to fall and he's going to be a value. So thank you, Peter. Wow. That's nice. That That is a good value. Um, yeah. So, you know what? I, I don't need to read. Should, should I put in the show notes? Uh, let's put in the show notes. Although then do people even look at the show notes for the listeners? No, just run, through, run through it. Run through it. It'll take two seconds. Okay. You got Clyde Edwards Hilaire at the 101. Jonathan great, Taylor, great, 102. Great, great pick, right? In the 101. You got Dobbins. Okay, okay, right. I'll stop at, at the third pick. 104, Joe Burrow, Swift, 105, Akers, 106, Tua, Tagovailoa. Did I get his last name right? Uh, Tua, 107, CeeDee Lamb, 108, Jerry Judy, 109, Jalen Rager, 110, Justin Herbert, 111, and closing out the first round with the 12th pick, 112, Justin Jefferson. Then we took Harry, Henry Ruggs off the board, 201, A.J. Dillon, 202, Keyshawn Vaughn, 203, Brendan Ayuk, 204. 205 is T. Higgins. 206, Denzel Mims from Notre Dame. LaVisca Chenault, 207. Michael Pittman, 208. Brian Edwards going to Las Vegas Raiders at the 209. Zach Moss going to Buffalo at the 210. Joshua Kelly, the 211. And the 212, Anthony McFarland. Yeah, That's I regret your... it. I want to take Anthony McFarland to 211. You can have Josh Kelly. <laughs> no, thanks. I think I would take McFarland in front of Moss. Yeah, I, I still think I'd take Moss, but I, 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 could, I could see your argument there. All right, so that was our latest mock, Superflex mock draft. We talked about some tough decisions you'll have to make, especially at the top. Uh, any, any closing thoughts, Will, before we close the show? Well, Rod, we didn't, get, get, we didn't even get to our rookie drafts and the struggles we've been going through. So I think we do need to record again next week. And go through that. Go through the regular struggles. Because a lot of rookie drafts aren't happening unless you're in, like, leagues that are super antsy. 
second schools. Which, which, which we are. <laughs> which yeah. Is in the right now. But, but yeah, no, that's fine. And we can, we can talk about some IDP players. Like where do you put, where do you put the IDP rookies in, into this mix, huh? Oh, come on. The next on. Fantasy Joes. <laughs> he's taking second overall no no i'm just kidding no no idp talk for us unfortunately but uh, um anyway i i think just that i i mean what what takeaway can you give just this class is ridiculously deep and you're just going to be happy and if you've got rookie picks you're happy and if you're not you can get creative and trade in you you can trade your Devin Singletary to, to get into this draft in the middle of the second round i guess ryan quick, <laughs> quick ryan ryan quick guess how, how like so the top 24 players, how many players produce a fantasy-relevant season in year one out of the ones we drafted? Uh, well, define fantasy-relevant season, first of all. Startable for half the year. Startable for half the year? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go with maybe eight of these players. So like 33%. And I don't know historically – how that tracks, but yeah, I figure most of the running backs will will put up some numbers. I think, yeah, I think based on this, yeah, I think I think I'd go ten, ten out of twenty four. All right, we'll write that down. We'll we'll get a bet. I, I'll give I'll give ten a um, jalapeno take there. So what's eight? Well, like banana pepper? Probably milk. Milk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I'll take five. I'll take five players. The the almighty Carolina Reaper. So this is why we need trade though, because trade be like, oh, I've seen a lot of upside for all these rookies. I could see about fourteen being fantasy relevant (laughs) next year, and then we'd have to one up him because you make him go first. Right? No, no, sixteen. No, all twenty-four are going to be fancy relevant. Well, no, I'm just going to go twenty-four rookies (laughs) out of this draft anymore. Can I take that? Uh, well, this was fun. Well, we, we, it was it was good to connect, good to do the show, and we wish our listeners the best of luck oh. with their rookie drafts and the rookie auctions. We'll be back at you next week with an ep- uh, another episode of the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FF Joes. Support us on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/FantasyJoes. On behalf of Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Ryan, outtake section right here. Matt Breida, would you trade the 301 for Matt Breida in rookie drafts? You know, I probably do. I would easily, but that yeah. was the bar I was trying to set. Yeah. Late I mean, that's, that's, like Jordan, that's like Jordan Love for, for Matt Breida, right? Oh, ew. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. No, because I like Jordan Love. That's what I mean. Like, I would not – I would not – want that first round quarterback for the later round but i'm very excited for matt Breida in miami yeah the, i i the patriots I, way right you you snag a player from a different team and make him a star i love it i love what they did with jordan howard and then Breida there that bad backfield just just you know get, get some guys that that can produce cheaply that's smart really smart yeah so. right if the dolphins dolphin this year i will never draft another <laughs> dolphin in my entire life this is it this is it so that's the close of the show right that's the close of the show. After the real close, give them a little right. extra. Right, right. So I, we can we can sit on the way out, you know, like you know my, my Jordan Love song, you know. Can you feel the Jordan Love tonight? It goes so well together. <laughs> That's all I got. I, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> that was the next verse of the song. <laughs> can you feel the love tonight? Then it goes. I don't know actual lyrics. <laughs> Huge Elton fan.